Hello. What up? Not much. Episode 7. We're on episode 7. It's crazy. Yeah. It uh, took like a full extra month to get, <laughs> to get that other <laughs> podcast uploaded. We did it at the beginning of November. Well, we've been we've been busy. Um, we have been busy. Things. You want to fill in the viewers, the many, many viewers we have on all the interesting things yes, that have been going on? All my, all my millions of fans will be excited to know that I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, there's not much to be excited about. Because um, uh, kind of where we left off last time was there was a lot of positivity, a lot of optimism, lots of good goals for me in particular about trying to get a short story ready for the end of this month kind of got derailed because my um, I needed I needed to work on my fitness for my job um, and uh, that took an interesting turn I spent most of that time from that last podcast until now trying to figure out a plan to you know because of COVID and everything my, my fitness you know kind of went down the drain so I was trying to get it back and uh and uh, I broke my finger. <laughs> How'd that happen? It it happened when um, Ethan was demonstrating. <laughs> I'm sorry, I used your name. No, you can use uh, my name. That's fine. Yeah, when when you were uh, demonstrating how to how to break fingers on me. <laughs> no, so I'll back up. How how it happened was we were working out like every day. Every day we were working out, to, and um, in the middle of that, we were talking about my book as well and like how he, he wanted to teach me some jujitsu stuff show me some moves and we were talking about my book and how i can put these 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 moves into my book hopefully and make make my fight scenes more realistic and exciting and interesting and so the best way to learn is to actually do it i i believe so we're like we did it we fucking <laughs> we did it for sure yeah you, you taught me how to uh do some moves that were pretty cool and it was very interesting to actually feel it happen like it's one thing to imagine it, but like when you actually go through it and feel yourself getting flipped around and and locked in place and stuff, you get a different, uh, you get more out of it. Like I, I feel like it, in a weird way, yeah, it did. I think it did improve my writing, getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, uh, it's, it's an interesting feeling, especially jujitsu. Yeah, because pretty much and anyone so, can throw a punch or throw a kick or get punched or get kicked, but it's a real interesting sensation when you're going against somebody on the ground who really knows what they're doing and it yeah. feels like any position you're in is bad for you even if you like have their back you're like i'm fucked so it's just like a matter of time like i'm trying to get the upper hand like whoever can uh pull it off pull off their move fastest i guess because you're both <laughs> yeah and there's there's counters for everything everybody has their own different style and it's it's cool and it's unique like i was rolling with a dude yesterday who was pretty new and I was just fucking around I wasn't going hard with the dude or anything but I let him take my back and he left his arm out to where I was able to block his elbow so it wouldn't be able to move and then I just got him in a wrist lock while he's on my back and he tapped and I was like alright but he put his arm in the wrong spot and that was the end of the match even though he had hands down one of the best positions you can have it's just it's so interesting yeah, it's one of the things that, like, you know, being on the outside looking in, you know, like, 
we as observers who aren't really involved in those martial arts, we, me speaking personally for myself, I don't know if other people feel this way, but I feel like fights are kind of predictable. Like you, like if you see one guy winning, you assume that that guy's going to win. And yeah. it came as a surprise to me when, you know, the guy who's losing can suddenly flip it around at the last second like you see in movies. You think that that's unrealistic and can't happen. But it does. It can happen. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's, so, that's my favorite style, really, because I'm, I'm tall and my balance is terrible, so I usually end up on my back, which is the most deadliest spot I could have you in. <laughs> and, and I love it. I tap people out from, like, bottom side control and all sorts of shit all the time. It's fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So, um, because because I broke my finger in the process of doing that, I've, and, and uh, you know, also of going going back to my home state with you, um, doing that, uh, it's taken a lot of time and energy away from my creative stuff. I haven't had really any time at all to do anything creative, and I always come back to these 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 um podcasts with bad news to report always always saying that i'm not there yet and i, mean, I think we should focus on the positive stuff when you were here we were before yeah. your injury kicking ass when it came to getting in shape we were going like every fucking day sometimes yeah. we were doing two workouts a day like that's fucking good i do agree yeah focus on the positives i, I just had to address that like one of the goals was to do something and I didn't do it but the reasons why I think makes sense it it sucks but you know that I didn't get there but I had other things I needed to do and uh, it was all for the best for my life you know oh yeah and it was so nice having you back man yeah it was it was awesome like the hardest thing I ever have to do in my life now is leave Ohio, leave Ohio <laughs> alright there we go I just said it that's rather <laughs> more 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 personal information. <laughs> no, we said it on a few podcasts. Oh, okay. I'm trying to be too careful, maybe. <laughs> That's all right. I don't know. Yeah, so I found out uh, right around two hours is the length we want to keep these, because any longer than that, i got to split them up, because the file sizes okay. are just too long, which is annoying. That's okay. Um, I didn't really want to been much longer than it anyway i not not to st say that i want to stop talking to you or whatever but like yeah you know um yeah I mean, we can keep it going a little bit longer than that because there's always like gaps and stuff that i cut out if there's dead space or if we say something we don't want on there about work or or whatever yeah so it's good to have a yeah. little extra wiggle room but I think probably, the last one <laughs> if we combined it it was probably closer to like three hours <laughs> because we had those two segments that's yeah. why I had to cut it in half. But it's good to be recorded again. It's good good to hear yeah, from you. Yeah, it, it, it is good. I, I always enjoy these. Me too. I, I look forward to doing these. So now that my finger is broken, the new plan is and to... It is officially broken, broken. Oh, yeah. I saw the x-ray today. Like, So you remember when it first happened, I thought we just kind of jammed it. Like, it was just a little Yeah, because it was bending and, and shit. It was, it was bending, but painfully so. But, of course, we thought that it was just, you know, and eh, it happens when you get an injury. Yeah. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. But, um... I figured it was, like, days, a minor dislocation or something. Yeah. But, yeah, the, I started to feel it more and more the next couple of days, so I was really glad we put it in that splint. And that's actually definitely what we should have done because of how bad it was. And when it's in the splint, I don't really 
it, I feel it even less because it's kept straight. But the moment I try to bend it, I found out why now. And it's because the joint is is like 60 to 40 percent. I, I forget which. They said it was a 60-40 split. I, I forget which is more attached, but it's almost you know half and half uh, split off. Like like it's it's crazy how how broken it is. <laughs> um, I'd have and, to see this uh, X-ray to really picture it. Yeah, I'd have to. I wish I. I didn't want to be weird and say like, "Hey, can I have a picture of my X-ray?" I didn't, <laughs> I didn't ask for one, but it's. I'd uh, yeah, it, but it, I was shocked when I saw it because like it's been a few weeks now, and throughout those few weeks, yeah, it really sucked to bend it. But I thought like any minute now I'm gonna get over it. I really hope it's not broken. But then when I had my doctor's appointments lately, they're just like, "Yeah, it's broken." I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it must be a minor little chip. But then I went in today, and they showed me the x-ray, and like, oh, it's not just a chip. It's broken. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it was such a minor, like, it was such a minor thing, too. I think I just, like, pulled you in, and you put your hand out to kind of, like, stop the momentum of coming down. I heard a little pop. It sounded like you cracked your knuckles, you know? It was like one yeah. of those pops. Yeah, yeah, so I... And I'm the one that it happened to me. So you think if anybody would know that it was bad would be me. But like, I, I don't know what it was. Like maybe I don't think I had much adrenaline or something, or I don't know what, why I didn't feel it so seriously, but it happened. It was kind of the same way with my other hand. Like when I broke my thumb, uh, I, I, I broke both my hands now. <laughs> I didn't feel it there either. It was kind of the same thing. Like it was a little sprain. I lost a lot of the grip strength and we, you know, it was hard and it hurt to move it, but I never thought it was broken. I thought I just did something. I don't know what what I thought I did, but um, yeah. So there, I, there it is. I, it is, it is in a, in a much better splint now. That's not cutting off the circulation. That's good. You said they wouldn't give you like an official yes, you need surgery, or no, you don't. They would give you a maybe. Yeah, it was a maybe. Um, so what are they like waiting for to give you a definitive answer just to see how it heals over time? Yeah, they want to follow up. Uh, I think uh, when is it? Um, early January. I think it's like the first or second week of early January. They want to follow up to see if after a month the splint has helped. And then they'll make a decision at that point in time. Um, yeah. Nice. So I'm going to have to be extra extra careful with it because I don't want to have surgery so I need to do the bare minimum with this finger I still need to work out though because the whole point of that was to get me back in shape so yeah. I need to do so it's great that my PT test is po postponed but um, and I have more time but the time that I have is going to be complicated because of this injury and did you say they're just putting off like there's potential for them to put off all of the push-ups or just the whole test is going to be put off for a couple of months and they're just going to throw you to the wolves after that? I have a whole test exemption for a couple of months, but then after that, I don't know. I need to stay in touch with my doctors and I need to stay in touch with the right doctors. Um, yeah, because so that's important. And it's kind of, wouldn't really be fair for them to expect you to be able to do that after months of not being able to use your fucking hand. I know, right? Um, I really, I'm really not, uh, so it's, it's, it is a blessing and a curse. It's a little bit of both. Like, yes, I'm happy that I have more time and I need to find ways to make that time effective. And I think I can, I need to, I can run 
You're right, right? So I can start to build up my cardio again. I can do sit-ups, but the push-ups is, is always what I'm most concerned about, and that right now is something I can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can work on my chest, but I need to get in the habit of going going to the gym and doing that again and being being very careful because I cannot fuck it up. Yeah. Because I don't want surgery. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I don't think I'll need it. I I hope not. But they they were they seemed. Uh, you can never tell with doctors though. I I don't want to say I trusted them, but I did kind of feel like they didn't want to. They didn't think it was that. Uh, it's kind of weird. It's it's hard to tell because looking at it myself, it did look pretty severe. But they were trying to downplay it and say it wasn't that severe. But yeah. while at the same time saying that it was severe, I don't know. I was getting mixed signals. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, your finger is definitely broken and you definitely shouldn't ever move it for like two months. Um, and if you do any slight thing wrong with it, you'll ruin it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But at the but, same time, it's not that bad. But at the same time, well, I get, I, they're trying to say it could have been worse. It could have been like, oh, yeah, you definitely need surgery right now. I guess that's, that's the silver lining there. It, it wasn't that. <laughs> Man. That still blows my mind. It blows my mind, too. I can't believe it. But it doesn't. That's a weird thing that I've had two bone breaks now and a thumb and a finger and both times. Even right now, like when it happened and right now, I don't really feel it that much. I only feel it when I try to bend it because of the tendon. Because yeah. the tendon is only attached to the, I think the tendon is attached to the 40% part of the part of the knuckle. And then the other 60% is, is the, I can't fucking believe that though. Like I, it's, I can't remember what the percentage is, but like roughly half of my finger is detached. And That's they say crazy. that this, this splint can put it back together. I don't know if I believe that, but um, I mean that's really what a lot of surgeries are—is just putting things that are broken and detached close enough together to where they can, you know, link up again. Stretching it after it's fixed is going to be a uh, horrific task. Yeah. So that was another just, thing. You're stretching something that's been torn at one point. Yeah. The good news is it's the the front knuckle like the one farthest away from the hand so mm-hmm. that needs to bend the le- least it's the least important and because um, if it was like a lower knuckle like the middle or the uh, one attached to the hand and I couldn't move any of the finger that would have been much worse but yeah. since it's the tip it's it's a little bit less severe and uh, the, the way they put this splint on I'm so happy with this new splint because they only isolated the front two joints and then the third one is free so I can they said that they want me to keep trying to bend the bottom joints and just so it doesn't get stiff like you were saying like it'd really suck if I couldn't move it for a while yeah but yeah so I can move the bottom two I just can't move the, the top one yeah and so I mean it'll yeah. it'll get there it'll be a task yeah so I and, have uh, broken a finger and a uh, ankle. <laughs> I'm just racking up the points. Uh, it, it sounds it sounds horrible, but honestly, both of us 
uh, I can't really speak for her, but for me, I don't have any hard feelings or anything like that. It was just all in good fun, you know. It wasn't anything malicious or any. I don't feel bad about it, and I don't think you should either, man. Don't worry, man. I know you do. I know me saying that, it won't fix anything. I know you're still going to feel bad about it, but I just have to say it. You have to know that I'm not mad, and it's not a bad... It's not bad. Um. (laughs) I appreciate it, brother. I know it was an accident. I definitely didn't do it on purpose, but I still feel like shit about it. (laughs) I know, I know. There's nothing you can really do about that, but... um, I mean, it's worse because it, like, affects your job, you know? If it was just... Yeah. Oh, you worked at Target, and oh, this is going to be inconvenient for a while. Like, you know, I'd still feel bad, but I wouldn't feel as bad. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse because I have it did give me more time because I was honestly, before this happened, still pretty worried because I was not very good. But I was getting there. We were making good progress. Yeah. But, I feel like if um, we were able to keep up that, like, uh, that's the word I'm looking for, that... That severity, right. that regularness that we were doing it, that you yeah, would it. I think so. And that's why I got kind of excited when they said I might be able to stay in Ohio for the next, uh, for the month. But uh, then somebody put in a bad word for me, and then that got shot down. And uh, Is that like 100% a shot down, or is it just still kind of amazing? I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, nobody said anything. They just said, wait, don't make plans. That's usually uh, a bad sign. Yeah. I'd really, really like to, but I'm going to have... I, I had some doctor's appointments, so it wouldn't have been good to talk about it while I was still going to the doctor. But now that I'm done with that, I'm going to ask him again probably tomorrow to say, hey, what's going on? Because yeah, I, I would... That's a good call. Because I honestly get so much more out of it when we're working together. Like, I really, like like you said, like, if we kept that up, I'm sure I would be fine. I'd probably be above and beyond if, we, if I could do that every day. But on my own, it's, it's just hard, man. Just dealing with depression and, and that and being on my own, it's just not good. I hear you, brother. Yeah, and I've kind of been taking too many breaks because of my finger I, I really shouldn't have been taking breaks I should have tried to keep up with what I could and I need to change that I need to fix that like tomorrow I need to start doing stuff again yeah even if all you can do is like the push-ups sit-ups or not push-ups you know the run and and the sit-ups like do that be be a push-up guy keep saying push-ups be a sit-up and running beast yeah if that's all you can do then focus on that yeah but uh yeah that's where we're at. Yeah. So, uh, I do not remember what the official goals for you last month were. I think I have them written down. I could look them up. I mean, it kind of went oh, out the window because just so much different stuff happened. Yeah. The, and it was spur of the moment, too. Did it happen during the podcast last time or after? It was one of the two where we made that. It was, it was uh, right around the holiday, Veterans Day, November, where... Spur of the moment, I'm just like, you know what? Fuck everything. I'm driving there, and we're going to fucking work out. I think that was after the podcast, because I edited it, and I didn't hear us talking about it. So I think that was just like a random day that we got together and talked about it. Yeah. But it was around that time where everything kind of changed. And I'm like, I I really need to focus in on physical fitness more than anything else. All these lofty ideas of getting a book done and, and short story done. 
I need to put that on hold for a minute and really focus. I mean, I could have done both, but it's just I lost the ability to multitask or have the energy to write. Uh, it's depressing, but I need to I need to work on that, and you really need to fix it. I'll get you there. But I mean, you know, there's there's priorities. You got to worry about paying your bills first. Yeah. God, and and like, uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but uh, and I kind of don't know what to say but like um you know sometimes like I, there's other friends in ohio i gotta hang out with um and uh, sometimes they say things that are like the exact opposite of this like things that just bring me down like um uh i mentioned uh, i don't want to talk bad about people i really don't want to especially if it's going to be on on the record here but and it's up to uh, you i can what, always cut it out if you want whatever but i i mean i don't mind but... I mean, you could either like not say names or i could cut them out if you feel more comfortable with it that's fine I don't want yeah, anyone but, to like get their feelings hurt. Yeah, I mean, I got my feelings hurt, but <laughs> I don't. I'm, I won't say names, but uh, someone published a book, self-published, and everything. And then I was talking to another friend who was talking about starting a book, and then he made the joke that, um, you know, then we can both have books published before Chris does. And I'm like, oh my god, why do you got to say that? Like, why do you got to rub it in my face that I'm taking so long? And uh, that is shitty. Yeah, like, there was, there was no reason to do that. Um, I get it was a joke, but a joke at someone's expense, especially when it's something that they're really sensitive and very passionate about, that just kind of brought me down a notch. Yeah, You know, it's, it's, I shouldn't let that stuff get to me. It really shouldn't affect me, but it does, and I can't help it. I, I have a weakness, I guess. I have a weakness for uh, when, when I hear negativity or anything like that. No, that's... That's a different thing it than... It probably also uh, matters who it's coming from, you know? If it was some random right. douchebag, like, whatever. But if it's someone you're friends yeah. with, you really care about their opinion. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, so, it, it hurt a little bit, and it kind of derailed me, my thoughts on... Uh, <sighs> Do I know exactly I what you're talking about? This is exactly why I don't... Anything that is, like, a real goal or career-wise or... Anything yeah, that's important right. to me in my life, I don't talk about it because they have that exact same situation and scenario. They talk shit about it or imply that I'm either not good enough or not smart enough to do it. And then it just it gets in your head. And you're like, shit, maybe I'm not. And eventually you get yourself back on track. But it's just it's shitty to have to fight against something that you shouldn't have to fight against, you know? Yeah, I exactly. It's it's just just like that. It's it's and, and family and friends, you would really want to think that they're the ones that have your back, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes uh, they don't. Yeah. Well, I got your back, motherfucker. Yeah, you do, man. I I really appreciate everything. Like, yeah, if I was back in Ohio, I'm sure I wouldn't have any of these problems because, like, I'd have a positive influence, like, every day. And, uh, I mean, I do still, but, like, the distance just kind of creates some problems, you know? Like, it's it's hard to like do stuff uh yeah we can we can still, still chat like this this gets me going i really love talking about whatever it is we want to talk about on this and uh have, you know help each other motivate each other Hell yeah. um, that's why these podcasts yeah. are so important i love doing them so much yeah i just wish i had some tangible progress i guess there has been a little with the working out i feel like i'm in a little bit better shape maybe not perfect but better than it was but as far as writing goes 
I haven't really made that much progress. I made I made a little, but. Uh, I do love the idea of adding a character who had the exact same finger injury as you do your book. <laughs> that I feel like is a fucking amazing idea. Every time I think about that, I get a little smile on my face. <laughs> like, I could do it to a side character, or I could do it to the main character. Like, that fight scene we were talking about, like, like the moves for, like, I should just do it. Like, have that be part of it. Like, for the main character's main plot. <laughs> just half the book. They're like, why does my finger hurt? God damn it. <laughs> It'd probably just be a side note, but just, like, have her have a splint for a little minute <laughs> I love it yeah like uh, low key I kind of do love putting stuff from my my own life experiences in there not no I'm not like some people who wants to like copy paste exact things but influences I think is the right word where like you can be inspired by something and then you change it enough that it's original and unique but um, absolutely taking something like like, for example, I'll just say it. Like, I know I've been trying to cover it up, like, what my job is, but, like, uh, I think it's relevant to talk about my book. Like, I mean, if people have been you know, have been listening carefully, if there are, is anybody listening, probably figured that out by now. I don't care anymore. Don't have that as... But just, just names and what I do specifically probably leave that still out. Yeah. But um, uh, I put a lot of what I experienced into the training scenes that I wanted in my book because now I knew what it was really like <laughs> or at least my version of it like uh, just um, it gave me a different perspective and uh, of course it's not a copy paste exactly what happened but just knowing what it was like well there there, there was one particular moment that was uh, I, did, I can't remember maybe I'm sometimes I, I misremember things I don't know if I actually put it in there or if I wanted to put it in there but just random little scenes that don't really seem important. They're not even significant. They don't really even have to involve anything. Like, for example, the particular scene I'm thinking of is it actually, you know, out in the desert in Texas. And it started to rain. And we were trapped under this, um, like, overhang. And we had to stay there for hours. It was like a, I didn't know it could rain like that in Texas. But it was just going down hardcore for hours. And we were just trapped there. And all we could do was sit. So like, uh, but we were we well we had all this equipment on like uh, it was like, and uh, <laughs> all we could do is sit there with all the heavy stuff and like we sat back to back, like my back up against somebody else's back and we were just eating, just waiting and doing nothing and just just something about that experience just stuck with me and I'm like you know that's a kind of an int just just make a little note of that I'd like to put that in the book somewhere just something stupid it does but it's just a little slice of life, like. And I think that's part of what makes a story interesting. It's like, if you just include little moments like that, like nobody said anything, nobody did anything. Like it wasn't a major part of the plot or whatever, but it, like just just that scene, you know, it's, it's vivid. Well, at least it was for me. I like that. Yeah. And I feel like anyone else who's like, would appreciate a scene like that. Yeah. Cause I'm sure they've just, all experienced similar stuff. Yeah, just like, ah, shit didn't go according to plan. So let's just sit back to back and eat some food in this pouring rain and not know what the fuck to do <laughs> <laughs> I like it I think that's good I think little shit like that is gonna just make it yeah and and that's part of part of my a lot of my favorite moments are actually like little things like that like I think I mentioned it before that like one little joke I told like there's there's almost no humor at all in my book but like when I just have a little slice of life like nothing little joke like I, I just got a lot of 
pride making my editor laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. I remember that story. The ha. <laughs> the ha. <laughs> yeah, man, I... I'm gonna... I keep saying I'm gonna do it, but I really want to fucking write this weekend. I need to find some way to make that happen better. We still need to do a uh, accountability goal meeting for December. Isn't that what this is? Oh, we, well, I guess we you know, did officially yeah. like make the goals, write them out. Oh yeah, we. I, I kind of blended these two things together. I forgot that they started as different things. <laughs> <laughs> wow, because like eventually the podcast became the accountability meeting because we just do them on here. Yeah. And yeah, so why not? We could just do that now while while we brought it up. Hell yeah. So, we heard about uh, your goals. Let me go into yeah. some of the progress that I was doing. I was trying to have a kind of overly ambitious November goal list of workout every day, finish painting all the Star Wars Legion stuff, place the printer motor, and quit my job. So, I did not accomplish all of my goals. I did work out every day. I'm proud of that one. I replaced that printer motor, and then the printer broke like two weeks after I did it. But I replaced the motor, so that's what counted. I did it. I made myself do it. And then I did put in my two weeks at the the job I have that is not real estate. So my last day is this Friday. I cannot wait. I hate it there. And I'm looking forward to not having to do it again. You said this Friday is your last day? Yep. Hell yeah. What should we do to celebrate? Man, I don't know. It's <laughs> a good question. Maybe, maybe a stay up late gameathon. Yeah. Something like that would be nice. Be able to stay up past like six or seven in the afternoon. <laughs> On that yeah, note, I mean, it was a yeah. completely random uh, source of events. What as as I'm leaving my job. There are a few other people who are converting from part-time to full-time, and one of them is a lady who works at a, a self-storage place that's right next to my apartment. And she was saying since she's getting full-time, she was going to leave that place, and that place is actually perfect for me if I'm looking for part-time or full-time while I'm doing real estate because the schedules are super fluid. Like if I can get somebody else who works there to take my spot, I can take off whenever I want to show a house or whatever a good majority of the time I'm just sitting in an office by myself and there's nobody there and nothing to do so if I bring a laptop in I can do all my real estate stuff and on top of that she said I could even bring in my painting stuff and paint on the clock if there's if there's no actual work to be done because you gotta walk through all the units like once a day and like change light bulbs and answer questions when they come up but most of their stuff's automated now so unless there's a problem I don't really have to do anything it's not a whole lot of money, but if it allows me the free time to do what I actually want to do while I get a paycheck, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, so it may not be a lot, but hey, it's uh, the freedom. You, you you have a lot of positives there. Absolutely. So I'm kind of excited about that. The job's not posted yet, but as soon as it is, she's going to let me know and I'm going to apply for it. Awesome, man. That's really exciting no. actually and no. it's the perfect place to hand out business cards and tell people I'm a realtor <laughs> yeah because those people are moving their stuff into 
like into storage units either because they're moving or because they're moving from somewhere or maybe they got evicted or whatever they need houses hey here's a business card yeah i needed to use a storage unit temporarily while i figured out where i was going to live there you go it's perfect i did find out something interesting about it that i never really thought of like uh people in homeless shelters there's not really a safe place at the homeless shelter for them to keep their valuable shit so they, a lot of them have storage units, and then they just take the bus to wherever they live. That's kind of neat. I never thought about that. Hmm. They just pay for the unit in cash, and then hop the bus, go back to their place to sleep at night, and yeah, that's their life. Yeah, well, I guess if it's not that expensive. I mean, can't imagine, though, because of uh, them being homeless, they'll have a lot of money, but I guess they might have enough for a small storage unit. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, they're only like... Well, I don't remember how much the big ones were, but the little ones, I think, were only between, like, 40 to 60 a, a month. Hmm. Yeah. So, oh, that was interesting. Yeah, that's, uh... Now I can finally erase my board. Those were last month's goals. Accomplished all but the Star Wars Legion painting. Uh, so, December goals. I want to have a relaxed month in December because I went pretty hard to the paint in November with the working out every day. I didn't even come close to finishing my painting but I quit my job, I put the motor in there and I just I want to relax during December. So I'm gonna keep the finish the Star Wars Legion painting on there. I think before I had the tanks and shit on that list too. I'm not gonna worry about them. I'm just gonna try to finish the clones. And that's just that's gonna be my December goals. It's gonna be a chill month. Yeah, and I think it's okay to have a chill month once in a while. You know, it's the holidays, and sometimes you just need to relax and recuperate, and there's nothing wrong with that. So, and yeah. you know, yeah, just ha have some minor goals, and they're great. They can all be gravy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, painting just the clones is gonna be my main goal. Gravy goal is gonna be finishing the tank. There's not a whole lot left I can do on my two real estate deals. There was a uh, the furnace of one of the houses was bad, but they ended up giving us closing costs in lieu of fixing the furnace, and my person was pretty happy about that, so I'm waiting on some paperwork. The other one was waiting a closing date. The house appraised for the right amount. The uh, inspection and repairs went well, so just uh, just waiting now for that one. I'm excited about that. That happens at the end of this month. It'll be my first official closed deal. should get an actual paycheck. That's pretty awesome, and uh, it's it's not bad that like, your job is waiting sometimes so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, it's, it's actually really nice. Yeah. Which is that the paycheck's going to hit at a good point because you have to pay to be a real estate agent and a real a realtor with the different, uh, different boards. So the board that I'm on, I just got a bill for about, I think it was 420 or 460 that should be, I think that's for six months. Just to be part of their their real estate board. What do you get for that? Like, what do they give you, like, service-wise or... You get access to their MLS and all their files and all sorts of stuff. Like, it's it's worth it. It's just, it's a good amount yeah. of money. Yeah, I was just curious. I figured, but that's, that is a lot. <laughs> but yeah. if you make a lot of sales or whatever, then, uh, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. That's why uh, most people aren't 
a part of a bunch of different real estate boards. So there's like Columbus has its own board, uh, Dayton has its own, I think Cincinnati has their own, and then even some of the smaller areas have their own, and they want you to pay for each one individually. So just the board that I'm part of is like 460, and it would be, I don't know how much Columbus or Cincinnati would be, but it would be probably the same if not more than that. So brokerages have to be a part of those boards, not all of them, but just the ones that all their employees want to be a part of. So yeah, brokerages have to pay a lot, but they make it back. It's it's an interesting, complicated system, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Well, that's good. Yeah, there's a lot that I don't understand about it though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm I'm learning as I go. Yeah. Uh, sort of a this actually so far it's been good. I've been reinvesting all of my dividends every month back into the stocks that I have them in. I've been able to do that. This month, if I wasn't going to make a sale, I probably would have had to pull that dividend money out, especially with the real estate board payment. But since this one's hit, this first sale is going to hit at the end of the month, it'll be nice. That's a good chunk of change that I can save, and I can actually put more into the dividend stocks with how much the, the commission will be. Excited about that. The other one's going to close like the beginning of January, and that should be a nice chunk as well. That should sustain me for a good amount of time. So I can focus on getting some more deals and maybe start at that storage place. Yeah, I really like the idea of dividend stocks. Like, just having your money in there and then it, you know. Yeah, I'm really happy I found some that pay out every month and pay a good amount every month. That CLM is fucking crazy. Like, I don't remember if that was the one that was 10 or 14% a year, but it's, it's a good chunk. Yeah. I'm going to grow my money a little bit, and then that's what I want to do. I want to eventually just switch it over to something that'll make money every so often. Yeah. Which, uh, I think I'd actually have to log into Schwab to see which, how much the CLM's getting, but... I, I like it. I don't have to look at it every single day. I don't care if it goes up or down. And if I make 20 bucks, I can buy another share of stock, and that's just more every month. But it was, it was nice. Just get a good source of income that's that, that quick and easy. Eventually, I'm really looking forward to investing in real estate. I keep, I keep thinking about it. I keep switching jobs. <laughs> I'm not anywhere near the ability to do it yet, but there's just so much upside to it. If you do it yeah, right, you're just gonna take little steps. You're getting there. So that's my December goals. What are your December goals? I, of course, we talked about working out before. Don't need to rehash that, but that's any specific goals on that. Or are you just gonna try to work out three, four days a week, or are you just like work out when you can? At the very least, I need to work um, three days a week. The days that I have. Time off to allocated for that. Um, I wish it could be more. I need to. So because I can't do free weights or or push-ups, I can't do a home workout anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I do need to find a gym uh, and use their equipment. I could go to the gym, but they need you to wear a mask at all times. That's f so fucking stupid. Yeah. So I could have a free gym with all the things I would need, but I'm not going to wear a mask. 
So I need to find one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be my goal within the next couple of days. Um, I don't know if I'm at the on the weekend. The weekend at the at the latest uh, Saturday. I need to find a gym that I can sign up for and uh, work out three to four days a week. Do they have Planet Fitnesses around where you are? Uh, I haven't seen any. I would look those up. I really like them. Most of the other gyms want you to sign up for, like, years at a time. And they want to charge out the ass just for that. So Planet Fitnesses are a nice month-to-month. Yeah, it's I, usually pretty cheap. I remember I had a problem with some of the gyms that I was looking at before I... Yeah, like, Planet Fitness was real real cheap, but the other ones were, like, 100 bucks per month or something. It was crazy. That's nuts. The one that uh, I took you to, I think it's between 20 and 30 a month, but they wanted, like, a three-year contract. At the end of that, it goes to month to month. It's fucking weird. If there were any other gyms closer, I wouldn't have done it. But I like their their shit. Yeah, three-year contract. That's insane. Yeah, that that's work how for most old-school gyms did it until Planet Fitness came along and you know put their their better system in place. Do they want to discourage people from joining? Like, what's the tactic there? Like, <laughs> they just want to rip you off when you try to leave, basically. Wow, know, it's not a smart business plan. But I figured I'm going to be around here a while. It's 24-7. It's really hard to find a 24-7 gym. The closest yeah. gym near me was that one that's uh, over by that Kmart that shut down. So it would have been a big drive to get over there. It would have been out of my way on my way home from the current job. It just would have been a nightmare. That wouldn't that place was just convenient so that's the thing uh, I, I don't know of any that are close to me that are good um, uh, everything is far like anything good is far away or expensive or both yeah it's especially expensive like like being right next to DC like things are crazy expensive here I believe it. Dude, when we went to Washington, that that place is just retarded. Mm-hmm. We got two large pizzas, and they wanted like 70 bucks. <laughs> That's so stupid. I don't get how or why anyone lives there. People put a lot of... Um, they place a lot of importance on things to do in quotes like people don't like ohio because there's nothing to do there apparently and and washington is said to be one of those those states with lots of things to do and like yes it's true there's a lot of outdoorsy stuff you can go on hikes in the mountains beautiful scenery absolutely beautiful there i loved it uh i love the outdoors part of it but when it comes to life in general there like how much you have to pay and the the traffic and the people and the and just the culture it's not worth it not at all like it was terrible i really hated a lot of it there 
just driving around, that place was just depressing. There's homeless people everywhere. There's trash everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. One of my, uh, one of the people I worked with, when he first moved there, he didn't understand just how bad some of the areas were, even though we tried to warn him. He's like, ah, I'm going to live there because it's super cheap and it's real close. And we're just like, no, man, that's a real bad idea. He lasted a few months there until... He saw, like, a, a homeless man stab another homeless man with a screwdriver. And after that, he's like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> yep. Yep, I'm... <laughs> that is not a place you want to be. Um, especially right... The closer you are to it, the worse the area is. I don't nice. know what it is, but, like, it's nuts. That's astounding. But, yeah, it's a terrible place. And I hated... Like, I don't know how much you got the experience of this, but the one highway that they have out there i what was it i5 or i something five um did you did you get the experience much of that highway i i didn't drive hardly at all yeah when vicey was busy i like drove down to the gas station and they were kind of close to a dairy queen so i went over there a couple times that was my extent of my driving yeah they have one highway there it goes north to south and it's the having all traffic filter through that one highway you can imagine the insanity like it's always fucking slow and fucking crazy like and a lot of the slowness comes from people ramming into each other like i cannot it this is just how bad it is that i cannot remember a day a day that there was not an accident there like you know i i'm not even joking like i'm serious i i, I can't remember a time that i ever got on there that there wasn't at least three or four cars broken down because they got in an accident. Um, oh my god, it was nuts. There was always two or three lanes closed. Nice. It's nuts. And I've been uh, right behind some of them. I saw one happen. I'm just like, yep, alright. I guess traffic stopped and I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it sounds like just a bad system. <laughs> Did I tell you about the best part of... of okay. I don't know if I did yet, but did I tell you about how they uh, make their money? Like, uh, so um, how, okay, so if you wanted to have a driver's license there in Washington State, you need to pay, like, you know how it's always, it's crazy everywhere you go, I'm sure, but like, you, want, you have to pay like five to $600 for, to renew your license every year or something fucking crazy like that. Nice. And the reason for that is that money goes to public transportation. You, as the driver, have to pay for public transportation. That's spectacular. It is spectacular. That is communism. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's it's a communist hellhole. What's great is like the few people. She had like an aunt that lived over there that was just one of those diehard liberal people, and she was talking about how stupid everywhere else is. I'm like, clearly you guys are fucking up. Like this is not a safe place to live for anyone. Nothing you're doing here is working. Who the hell are you talking down to? <laughs> it's the only state since the Civil War to secede from the Union. When they declared that they were now CHOP or CHAZ or whatever it was, and they're just like, this is a communist utopia where everybody can get shot and raped and looted. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I think that people want to forget that that happened, but I'm never going to forget. That's hysterical. Yeah, that... And wasn't their mayor, like, on TV talking about how great Chaz was? Yes! 
Like, they covered up so much of how many people died, and... Oh my god. Oh my god, it was total anarchy. Like, did I tell you about the... One? I don't know how long it made the news for, but it was in there for a little bit. I have, but... Like, uh... I guess some kid, like, 14 or 15-year-old kid, and, like, I think another one. I think there were two of them in the car at the time. They hijacked it because it was anarchy. Just do whatever the fuck you want. Just fucking steal the car. Why not? And uh, they were just driving around, and then the Chaz cops, you know, just people with guns who are not cops, started shooting at it because it it passed past one of their checkpoints or something like that. I can't remember why, but like they did, they, they violated some law that wasn't the law because it, and they trying to enforce it and they couldn't, uh, it was total chaos. And they killed the two kids. They fucking shot them to death. Utopia. Yeah, it's, it was wonderful. I love their garden though. I fucking love how they laid down cardboards, sprinkled some dirt on it, and like threw some plants on it and called it a community garden. They don't even, like if these people were left to their, I really wish that they would just full on secede. Just, just break away from the union. You're not getting any help from us. Just fucking live on your own. They die in like a few months. They don't even know how to fucking get food. Well. I take that back because they're going to have to get through all the food that's already stored up in like your grocery stores and stuff. But after they're done looting and there's nowhere, nowhere left to steal food that's stored up, then they'll die in a matter of months because they're not going to learn how to grow food. And they, I don't know what the, I, these people, man. Oh. People sicken me. Uh, they do. There's nothing scarier than uh, a genius. Somebody who thinks they're a genius. I had a dream that I had a kid. Yeah? It How scared the shit out of me. Like, I, I didn't like it. I wish I didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have crazy dreams. Um, I'm very happy that that I don't have one and that I don't have to worry about one unless I want to worry about one. That That was probably the best decision I ever made, and I stick by it. Yeah. I'm indifferent either way, but one thing that terrifies me is wasting time. Yes. I really don't want to waste any more time than I uh, already have been doing so on my own. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I say that, and it's it's kind of a hypocritical thought when I think that, too. I think, like, damn, I don't want to waste any more time. The biggest waste of time I do is play the video games, but I know I'm going to keep playing them. They're fun, and I kind of, I don't know. I know my life would probably even be better off without them, but they help me de-stress. They're so unproductive. Yeah. But they... I know they're not necessary, but... They feel necessary, you know? Yeah. I think everybody's got to have a hobby. And I think the people are naturally going to be drawn to something, no matter what it is. Like, say you cut out video games, but, like, think about it. Like, what what did people do before video games? Like, there's not a lot to do. Like, so... Um, a lot of people, I think, just turned to... To um, dangerous things. Like, uh drinking or like uh, gambling or just you know other pastimes that like engage the same kind of part of your brain that gets you know enjoyment out of that uh you know you gotta have i don't know i'm sure some people did for sure but other people have probably turned into some sort of creative hobby like woodworking or or whatever yeah i mean like of course it doesn't always have to be a bad thing but like yeah there's there's other hobbies but like I mean, it'd still be the same thing. You'd find something else to waste your time with. Like, if it wasn't yeah. video games, you'd be like, 
Ah, I could be whittling that. <laughs> I could be whittling. Yeah. God, I, I love whittling. Be, I could be I could be weaving that basket. Yeah. Like there's there's always gonna be something. Your brain just wants to de-stress with whatever it is. And luckily for uh, luckily for us, we live in the best worst time ever. Like it's it's the worst, but it's also the best because we have ways to escape how bad it is. We have video games and movies. That's true. I think that that's probably what I would end up doing if I didn't have video games. I'd just turn to TV or movies. Yeah, but then what would you do if you didn't have that? If there are no games or movies? If there are no games or movies, I I don't know. I really right. Don't. I mean, if nobody else had any, it'd probably be easier just to hang out and talk with people about shit. Yeah. It's an it's an interesting idea. Yeah. I. But the shitty thing is, like, people also have that stuff, so it's, you know, it's hard to really get involved with other people's stuff because they would rather watch TV or play video games and stuff, or even in the, even in the scenario of, let's say, like, me and Joe, because we, we live next to each other, and... There's no games, movies, or anything for any of us. Well, then he'd probably be hanging out with Silas. It's There's something... People fill their yeah. time with stuff. You know? Yeah. And you got to have other people if you really want to do something useful with your time. I feel like you pretty much need to involve somebody else. Yeah, probably. Because I think we... Like, we can play video games and watch movies even when we're isolated and alone and we don't feel it as much... But if we're trying to do something else that's not as engaging alone, then it's much more you feel you feel being alone more, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Cuz I actually did try it for a while, like believe it or not, like um I don't know if I I really talked about this period of my time. Uh so right after graduating and uh for the first like I don't know how long it was. It was like it was a more than a year. I think it was more than a year. I did not have uh, internet or or anything. I had a computer, but like uh, it wasn't connected to the internet. So I got a lot of writing done. It was it was purely just for writing, and uh, it was really weird. It was a weird period of time in my life. I believe it. Was it a better period though? Yes and no. I think yes because I was so focused on writing. Like I compiled a lot of my documents into these master documents i'm i have a lot of word documents over the years man so like you gave me a lot of time to sort through them and reconfigure like what i wanted to write because before it was just a jumbled mess and it still is but now it's an ordered jumbled mess <laughs> I, I got a lot of work and, yeah yeah uh and then i did get a lot of drafts done i got uh i reworked my very first book i reworked my second book and I start I, uh, the one I'm currently writing now. I finally get the plot figured out for. That's when I started the new one. But I was I was I'm really happy with my first two books. They're they're interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I got a lot of work done. That's good. But I do kind of miss miss being that productive. But that was hell though. Like oh my god. Yeah. That I got internet again <laughs> I imagine that level of boredom won't get to you yeah 
I remember you telling me the story. You were sitting in class that one day next to a computer and you just lean over and put your hands on the WASD key and like, I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny when your fingers just naturally go there. Yep. That was good. That's another one of those stories that will randomly pop in my mind and make me giggle. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of people who've had that exact same experience in that exact same spot. Not saying any names, but uh, I liked it when you 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 brought up what that that person that fucked the other person's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how you just casually brought it up. Like sometimes I just smile, and when I remember that he did that. <laughs> <laughs> And it was really funny because it was like the day after I was talking to someone else and they didn't know that happened. And it came up in conversation somehow. And and they were just like, what? You didn't know that? You didn't know he fucked his mom? <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, that'll never stop being entertaining. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh my god. Ooh. Yawning, sorry. I so know I, I like told we... you the story where, uh, oh. where it was before that happened, but it was in the process of that happening where they were hitting on that person's mom. And, <laughs> like, they were doing it, they were talking about, they were hitting them up on Facebook or something, and of course they were being very voiceless about what they were doing at uh, my parents' house where we were all hanging out, <laughs> and my mom's there, <laughs> and overhearing that conversation, she just goes, leave that poor boy's mother alone, <laughs> and we all lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you take your mom jokes too far. Oh my god. I I really I wish I could see the look on her face if she knew the whole story of exactly what happened with that. <laughs> I can like feel the eye roll from here. <laughs> It's one of those stories that just brings a good smile to your face when you remember. Like, that did happen, didn't it? That's great. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, just shit like that will randomly pop in my mind, and just all those stories from the past. Those are good times. Did you have any more contact with Cody? You said he was reaching out a little bit. I did, and we talked a lot more. And uh, it's kind of kind of ironic because before that we were we were talking about like writing him off again. We were saying like, "Oh man, fuck Cody. He's not he's not talking to us anymore. What the fuck?" Um, not really fuck Cody. We love Cody, but like, yeah. damn yeah. it, like what the what the hell happened? Yeah. But then then right after that, he started talking to me again. Um, and uh, yeah. We actually hung out and played some games. Really? Uh, yeah. Like, uh, he's... I don't know what his deal... I haven't been able to figure out, like, why he doesn't want to... So, actually, hold on. Let me 
Let me back up a couple steps. I got a very rare moment with Cody. He called me after he got off work. Oh, yes, away from his owner. Away, away from her. And uh, I got to hear the truth, and it is exactly what we thought it was. Like, word for word, spot on, exactly. He's in, he's in a fucking... I, I don't know where to start, man. But, yeah, he just flat out admitted it. It's that his, his, his woman is controlling every, every aspect of his life, and he's scared to do or say anything around her. Um, he's, we've got a hostage situation. I mean, we've uh, known that forever. I just wondered oh, if he yeah. was fully brainwashed or if he was just afraid to say anything around her that could ever be traced back to him. See, so that's the one thing we didn't know. We didn't know what Cody felt about it. We didn't know if he knew it and was okay with it, or uh, he was unaware of it, yeah. or, or what the hell was happening in his mind. But now we know that he is still in there somewhere, and he's trapped. And so that makes it much more sad. Like, if he was shooting himself in the foot, I mean, he didn't shoot himself in the foot, but, like, if he was, um, if he, if, but he... I'm not worried about him now more than ever because he really didn't seem uh, all together, if that makes sense. Like, um, like so, so you know, the last time I was there, I think it was on Veterans Day or whatever it was. Like, it was one of the, it wasn't the week of Thanksgiving. It was like the the time before. Yeah. Anyway, so like uh, I said, hey, I'm in Ohio. If you want to hang out, and he, and then he said yes, but then I didn't hear anything from him. Yeah. It was be- it was because it was exactly what we fucking thought. It's the woman. She sh- she's shutting that down. Like he told he told me that she thinks I'm a bad influence on him. Well, of course, you're the last remaining person that can influence his thoughts other than her. And that really hurts. Like to I know I know I don't care about her opinion at all, but to for someone to say like because that's the opposite of everything I try to be. I try to be a positive influence to everybody. Oh, I'm yeah. always trying to be helping out and uh, caring. And, and um, even if I don't know that person that well, I'll still be like... Well, a bad sim- influence in her mind is anyone that can get in the way of her complete and total control over him. Yeah. So in that, yes, absolutely you're that. Because that's what's best for him. She doesn't want what's best for him. She wants what's best for her. That's what she's always yeah. wanted throughout this entire process. That's why yeah, I don't so, fucking like her. Oh, yeah, I don't like her at all. But I, I tried to have a very... Now, I had to carefully word what I said because I didn't want... Um, but basically, I kind of tried to say, she might have your best interests. Maybe. I don't think so. But, like, she's wrong still. You just still... I was trying to say, like... Um, you understand that she's wrong, right? She may think that she's doing the right thing. I think it's how I worded it, but she's not doing the right thing. She's being overprotective. And um, good intentions, bad execution. I was trying to say all that stuff to try to make him see the light. Because um, I, I think if I just straight up was was attacking her, I don't think that would have gone over well. Because I still think he does believe that she's a good person. And I want to try to help him. See. I don't see how he could possibly think that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how either, but I'm trying my damnedest to bring him back somehow, and I uh, was able to. I don't. I don't know. I, I talked a lot about it. I, I. I'm like, dude, how could anybody say, like, 
like just think about it has anything i said to you ever been a bad influence on you have i always just i've always just tried to help you man like no matter what like i uh, i i tried I, I laid it all out there and i think i think he he got it i think he I think he's been buried under that situation for so long he forgot what other people's voices were like and what interacting with other people was like so i think he's starting to see it again now that he's been talking to me more i don't know i i'm kind of going on a weird tangent rant thing here but I'm trying to say it in the right way but i'm worried about him i, I really wish that there was something we could do yeah me too I mean, it's if at any point he ever wanted to come back, we'd welcome him with open arms. But it's really hard to really know what the hell he wants, because well, actually, he does have a habit of saying what you want to hear. Well, I mean, normally yes, but this time I think he was being honest. I know, I, I know it sounds crazy to to be so sure about it, but there was just something in the way that we were talking. I could. I don't think he was saying what I wanted to hear. I think he just kind of felt, um, he, un he knows what's happening. I think he really knows that she's being too controlling and uh, not letting him do what's best for himself and of his own volition, of his own mind. He, I think he's tired of being told what to do. I mean, how tired is tired? Yeah. It's, it's words. Words mean nothing. You gotta see I action. know. Yeah. Like, even if he just stood up to her and said, look, my brother is not a bad influence on me, and if, even if you destroy my ability to have friends and talk to the rest of my family, I'm still gonna talk to this one brother because, you know, I love him and he's a good influence and he just wants to put his foot down about that one thing, but he won't, so it's just words. Yeah, it is, it is just words, but... I still want to look at the positive side here that now at least we know where we now at least we know I don't think he, I don't think he's I think he's being honest that he's on the same page as us that like you know I don't I don't think he's completely brainwashed I still think that there's a fragment of him left you know what I'm trying to say like there's something there still yeah. um, I'm sure there is I'm just I don't see him putting his foot down anytime soon about anything, yeah. even something as simple as talking openly to you again. Yeah, he will. I think he did when uh, uh, we were talking that one time when he was in his car on his way home from work when he didn't have to cover what he was saying. Yeah. Um, he he felt more real than he has when I've had to talk to him with uh, the girl there. Yeah, that's more... that was one of the few things we were doing uh, back when that relationship first started was he was working in like Middletown and when he would get off work I would drive down there and just like hang out with him in the parking lot after work cause it was one of the it was the only time we could see him because she had complete control over the rest of his life yeah I'd and then really there was like one day she came to pick him up from work and found out about that and shut that shit down real quick shut down you seeing him yeah I mean I don't have any proof but that's right when that shit stopped so just saying yeah <sighs> I can put one and one together I know it's just like that time I was talking about like where she's like yeah we'll hang out and then I don't hear from him it's because she found out yeah 
She's. He asked permission. She said no, and that was the end of it. Yeah, that's that's one of the things he was saying. Like I I didn't say that yet, but he said, you know what? Next time, I just need to sneak out without her knowing. That's when I started to really, like, he wants to. So, um, or at least he said he wants to. Like you said, it's just words. But like, I'd like to see action and. I am wondering if the next time I show up, if I could reach him when, when the girl wasn't there and say, hey, now's the time, sneak out, don't tell her, if we could actually get him. I mean, you probably could, but the tricky bit is, I'm sure she doesn't have a job. Yeah. So, when the hell are you going to catch him? you probably get him after work, like, before he leaves the parking lot, if you time it right. See him for a I couple minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna try to follow up with him and say it verbally so there's no written record of it. Yeah, you'd have to. But uh, I'd like to. I think the next time I'm there, we need to set something up and just. Uh, and I'm not gonna tell him you're gonna come with me. You're gonna just show up. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of that? Do you think um, that's a bad idea? I don't know. Because I, I really, I really hate how he says uh, he doesn't want to see you. I, I think, I think he doesn't know what he's saying. I think he's still a little bit confused. And I think that if he saw you again, uh, things would change. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have any idea. Uh, I miss the dude. I wish he was alive again but you know I mean this whole situation has warped my opinion of him a little bit oh yeah all he has to do to have his friends and his life back is just stand up to his woman and he won't do it yeah they're I know I know what you mean it's and we had a conversation about that before he like disappeared off the map and like I said it as nicely as I could but I remember at one point during the conversation, my exact words were, you have no balls at all, and I stand by that statement. It was, you know, I didn't say it in, I wasn't like yelling at him or anything, we were just having a normal conversation, but I said that and I meant it, and it's true. Yeah. And I think that's, in addition to me not going to his wedding, I'm sure that hurt his feelings, because it's accurate. Yeah. And I mean, if that's the reason, I understand it. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie to the dude. I care about him too much for that. Yeah. Some of the blame is on him. He's making his own decisions throughout this entire process. Yeah. Like, at no point has she held a gun to his head and said, you have to do this. He's just agreed and gone along with it. I'd welcome him back with open arms. I'd help him in any way I could. Yeah, it's, it's a lot harder with emotions, though. Like... Emotions can blind you. Um, so, looking, like we we have the logic, we can see it from the outside and understand the right and wrongs of it. But when you're inside the situation, I mean, I, I'm sure we can all understand. Like we can get tunnel vision, and it's very difficult to see the reality sometimes. Hundred percent. I've been in relationships like that. So, like, yes, it is still uh, on. It's still on both of them. The, the girl doing it and him for making those but it, I understand that it's difficult to, to, to see what's really going on so 
Yeah, I don't. I don't want to blame them too harshly, because if you're emotionally invested, it, yeah. But uh, you're right. The blame is still kind of there. Yeah. I mean, I also I don't. I feel like it would be doing him a disservice to completely put the blame 100% on the girl, because yes, she's the catalyst for the whole thing. But at any point in time, he could stop it. Yeah. So, taking that pressure off of him is just disingenuous. I, man, we're talking a lot about him, but that just shows that we care about him. Uh, exactly. You know, we miss the motherfucker. I, exactly. Like, I, I feel bad talking so much, but it's 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 from a good good state of good place. I think. I think that we're trying to do the right thing, say the right thing. We care about him. Absolutely. Know? Like it's been years since I've talked to the dude, and we still care this much about him. You know. Yeah. And honestly, I I think the part of it is he might have, you know. People, I, I think I'm just gonna say I I think that he might feel that if he can't be with her, he can't be with anyone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he might feel like there's nobody else out there that would want him, so he he has to hold on to the one person who does. And I get that you know, he's definitely got some some self confidence issues to yeah. deal with. So and while it sounds very cruel to say that, I think it's real. I think that's the real truth there. I don't want to. I wish it wasn't that way, but I think it, I think that might be part of it. If yeah. not, I really wish he didn't feel that way because he's fucking awesome, and he could yeah. easily get someone who isn't crazy and wants to control his entire life and just use him. But I get it. I mean, that was his first real long-term relationship, and those always hit you real hard. Those yeah. are not easy ones to to make good decisions in. Damn. But I will continue to do what I can and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is a story I've been wanting to tell. I thought about it the other day. And this is a podcast that isn't just for you and me and people who know us. It's a podcast for for everybody. I know these people don't know who Cody is, but I want to go a little bit into the backstory of Cody and share a story that I know I've told you personally, but it just, it sums up why we love Cody so much and how good of a motherfucker he is. So growing up, Cody never really had, he never really had any money. Whenever we had, whenever I got pizza and whatnot for everybody, he was never able to chip in. Even when he had a job, he ended up just buying food for the house that apparently Dan and your mom and your dad just ate and never gave him any thanks or credit for or anything like that. But he never he never had money growing up. And I remember on his 21st birthday, our plan was to take him to the casino. And I didn't tell him I was going to surprise him with like 200 bucks when we got there and just be like, here you go, man. Like, go, go nuts at the casino. And before we even left, like, the brakes went out on the van that we were taking everybody in. And we weren't able to go. So, I just, once we got the van situation taken care of, it was at the end of his birthday, and I just said, Hey man, I was going to give you this at the casino. Here's 200 bucks. His eyes just lit up. He was like, he was really excited, and he was... And... The conversation went on, and we were like, "All right, well, what are you gonna, what are you gonna spend your 200 bucks on, Cody?" 
he was like, he, he looked at it, his eyes kind of lit up, and he was like, you know what, I'm going to buy pizza for everybody. Like, you don't have to buy pizza for everybody. We, you don't need to spend your money on us. He's like, no, I've never had any, I've never been able to contribute. That's what I want to do. I want to buy pizza for the whole group. I'm like, that's, that's a real motherfucker right there. <laughs> right. That's the best kind of human being on the planet. I, yeah, like, that is Cody. Like, that's, that's how I think we all should try to be. I, I try to be that way, too. But, man, yeah, Cody, Cody exemplified that mentality. Like, yes, he was, yeah, that was, that was Cody. That was Cody. The world would be so much better if it was full of Cody's. Yeah. Also crazier. <laughs> Absolutely crazier, but in the best way possible. Yeah. That motherfucker. And I think it's those hardships that, you know, I don't want to say it's a formula and it's 100% of the time it's going to be this way, but I think that sometimes these fa these situations that people have to deal with growing up create that kind of person like a person who is deprived of things understands what it's like and wishes that somebody could have done something nice for them and so when they have the chance to do something nice you know i don't know what i'm trying to say it, 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 the words aren't coming to me properly but you know what i mean like it, it, if you're in that situation you no, i think a you're doing a good job saying it yeah like, i get exactly what you're talking about i think that's part of what made me um similar like i'm i don't consider myself very greedy or or anything like that I, I i think honestly i'm a better person because you know i grew up with him we 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 were a family without money we didn't have anything and it was shitty and we had to live with uh a, de a literal demon like dan <laughs> the demon like he was human garbage we had to live with that and no money anything we like you said like when whenever cody would buy food for the when when food was bought for the family it was actually bought for dan dan would fucking eat everything like he would leave nothing for anyone else and he wouldn't give a shit he was the wor like it was it's funny like we were talking about how cody is like the, the the example like great human being dan is the perfect example of satan himself manifest he was the fucking worst human since oh my god so yeah when you when you live with that and you see just how bad people can be it kind of puts it in your head like i never want to be anything close to that like you want to be you don't ever want to so you know so i think it makes you makes you a better person i think it made me a better person i can't even i can't even imagine i'm sure i would have gone to jail at some point for just beating the shit out of him you have no idea how much restraint you have to have to i mean to resist doing anything about him shouting in your face like, i don't know I exactly know. what i would have done i'd have sent him to the hospital yeah, it, it takes a lot of restraint um, because here's what would have happened. I know that if I did anything to him, the story would have been twisted so that I was the villain and I would have gone to jail oh, yeah. because I, I would have attacked him first. I would have been the one who instigated everything. I and then my mom would support it. My mom would be a witness and say, yep, uh, it wasn't my boy, Dan. It was uh, it was Chris all the way. Like, no matter what the fuck the situation was, everybody else except for Dan was the bad guy. Even when he was talking about uh, attacking us with a shovel and uh, breaking my car. Yeah, so this one particular, I called the fucking cops because he was threatening to attack my mom with a shovel. And if anybody tried to stop him, uh, he would attack us with the shovel. 
and it was like the closest we've ever come to like killing each other and he was he was trying to steal uh my mom's car to like and then my car was parked behind like it was, we had a full driveway and my car was parked directly behind the car i can't remember whose car it was whose, but like mine was parked behind the car he was trying to steal and i'm like i'm not moving my car and he's like that's okay i'll just ram into you i'll just fucking reverse it and dan is so fucking crazy and the worst fucking human who's always on drugs i know he wasn't just joking i know he was going to do it because that's how fucking crazy he is oh yeah so at that point i'm like okay i'm calling the cops i think it was one of the uh first and only times i ever called the cops and when they showed up what happens the shovel is dropped and uh, the cops are like, what's going on here? And my mom's like, oh, it's just a misunderstanding. He wasn't threatening anybody. He's an angel. He's fucking perfect. He would never harm a fly. Chris is overreacting. I can't believe you called the cops. Video. Why didn't you video the whole thing and just show the cops? This is before I had a smartphone because this, uh... is, this is... Uh, this is um... Smart smartphones were out at this time, I think, but like I was still poor at this time. I actually didn't have a smartphone until I joined. Had enough money to afford one. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But I, if I had this on video, man, I there's a lot of times I wish I had video of some of the things Dan did because right now it's just stories. Yeah. And but if he if we had video of any of that, man, Cody was there too, and uh, Cody would remember if we could talk to him <laughs> and uh yeah yeah and it, and it wasn't just threats either because like he would have done shit because he has before he has hit my mom he has hit other people he's got advice with my oh my god why am i doing this why am i talking about this it's because we got on the sub we got on the subject and man i'm sorry i just kind of i kind of unload a little bit sometimes you're good go so, for it i can i can cut it out if need be yeah, we don't need to cut it out, but um, I, I think I'll cut it short there. And just, to, uh, I try to I try to stay on a positive note, and sometimes I stay too long on a negative note, and I apologize for that. This is supposed to be a build, building ourselves up, but I guess my point is that dealing with that, do you do take positives out of it? Where like if you have to deal with a situation like that, you learn how to overcome with overcome it, deal with it, become a better person, and uh, yeah, I. I, I think I'm better because of it because I had to deal with some of the worst shit <laughs> growing up. I think so. Yeah. That hardship really makes people. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so glad he's in prison now. Me too. <sighs> he deserved it. And I don't <laughs> I will I don't say that about a lot of people. But he is the one human that I'm making exception for, and I have no sympathy for that person. That is, calling him human is a uh, too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> he is a monster. Yeah, I had very little to no interaction with him, and I'm happy glad, about it. Yeah, yeah, be glad of that. He could he could hide it when when people were over because I think he was somehow smart enough to realize he had to hide it sometimes but with the moment like it was just family he would go nuts well that's parents enabling it yeah i've heard a few people over the course of my life talk about siblings that are just crazy and act like that and it's always because the parents just give them whatever the fuck they want yeah 
it's never because they were like overly mean to that one child. They always gave them everything and just shit on all the other kids. And it's just the recipe for making a complete narcissistic asshole. And it's because he was basically he he used the most basic uh, instincts, the most you know like threats and violence. The reason he got everything isn't just because my parents did it. It's because they were scared of him. So, yes, in effect, my parents gave him everything he ever wanted. But the way he achieved that wasn't just because he was a spoiled brat. It's because he was pure evil. It's because they they knew that they would have to fight him if, if they didn't give it to him. But then there's that situation where the cop was there, and they easily could have just told them the truth. Yeah. And they went with the angel story instead. Yeah, I don't know what that was. I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, I think I think that they must have realized that they needed to be a little bit stricter with Dan, but like they they couldn't, but they didn't want to give him up to the police. It was nuts. Total total insanity. Uh, I give you kudos for making it out of that situation. Yeah. I am so glad. That was actually one of the main motivations for joining them because of my family situation. No money terrible terrible situation with Dan it was bad so I had to get out of there <laughs> that probably saved you I think it did because if I had to spend any longer with Dan one of us was going to die <laughs> yeah I and remember I at the time when you went everybody was just wondering like what he's never talked about going before like yeah. why would he go and then nah, it makes sense yeah, I, I kept a lot of things private back then because I kind of had to. Like, because if I said anything about anything I wanted to do, any, I couldn't ever say anything personal. Like, because I was all, it's kind of getting a little weird, but like, I was, I felt like, maybe not, I, I say felt like because I'm not sure if it was always true, but I always felt like people were always making fun of me, no matter what I said. Not, no, not everybody, uh, but certain people, I always felt like were t way too critical of anything I would say. Like if I said, um, I don't know, uh, you know, like writing my book or things I was happy about or like even something simple or stupid like like my favorite food or didn't fucking matter what it was. I always felt like somebody always had something negative to say about it or there was some reason to make fun of me. And so like, it, you know, friends, family, whatever it was, it's kind of like how we were talking about earlier, like you can't talk about certain things or people will shut you down real quick so like I had to keep certain things to myself and that was one of them it was something that was in the back of my mind for a few years and I never wanted to do it because I miss you guys I mean like the good friends like you Joe and and you know the people that were good to me I was gonna I knew how hard it would be to leave so I, I held off until a breaking point and I think one of the breaking points was with Dan and I'm just like the, the same thoughts that I'm, I'm explaining right now, I'm just like, one of us is going to die. Either me or him, and we're going to go to, one of us is going to go to jail. <laughs> like, it's, it was that fucking bad. So I'm just like, I would rather live. I would rather, <laughs> so it's time to push that button. Yeah. I think it was the right call. I think it was an intelligent one. Yeah, I, di I didn't want to be talked 
out of it. That's the main reason why I never said anything for her. Because it really was like, <laughs> I didn't say anything until the moment I talked to her <laughs> and said, it's happening. Because sometimes you just have to do that. Yeah. Like, or it won't happen. Like, if people are, if you're beat down so much, it's not going to happen unless you hide it sometimes. I, I hate to say that, but um, I, I, I have the exact opposite feeling, though. I, I think that everybody should be able to be open about everything but sometimes you, you can't let the dream die sometimes yeah. and it, it wasn't even really a dream but it was like solution i guess i should say that you can't let your, your your way out your solution die because of i understand how hard it is to deal with other people telling you no but sometimes yeah no, i get it anyway. i 100 percent would have tried to talk you out of it just because i didn't know the whole depth of the situation i didn't want to lose my friend yeah yeah exactly and i was the same way like I would have wanted you to talk me out of it. I, I didn't want you know. I didn't want to lose you either. But like, I, I'm in a much better place now uh, financially, and uh, but I don't know about mentally. Like that's I, we talked about that a little bit on these. That I, I'm still kind of in a rough spot, but at least I'm out of the family situation. Yes. Out of I'm out of a lot of bad situations. So there's more positives than negatives right now. So I got to take that. <laughs> That's very good. You're going in the right direction. Yeah. And you did what you had to do to get there. Yeah. A lot of people are too afraid to make those big changes and make things happen. And you fucking did it. I did <laughs> I did a similar thing when uh, I was dating uh, Blueberry. Um, like, I didn't tell her I was coming to see her. Did I tell you that? <laughs> uh, I think so. And then you showed up and she punched you. Yeah. That's always a good sign. Relationships <laughs> that start with physical violence usually work out. <laughs> yeah, she was fucking nuts. Um, I kind of gave her too much of a pass because I'm just like, it's got to be the cancer. It's got to be the drugs that she's on. Uh, got to be the chemotherapy. I can only imagine what that does to somebody's mental state. But I don't know. And now we're but reasonably that, certain she never even had cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was that was an interesting learning experience. I'll just I'll, I'll just call that a learning experience. But yeah, it was the same thing. Like it was one of those times where I couldn't say anything. I just had to do it. Just keep it all to myself. And you know what though? I I'm actually glad I did that anyway. But not even because of the relationship or anything to do with her. But just getting out of the country. It's my first time out of the country. I got to see Canada, that 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 region of Canada, and Calgary, and Banff. Uh, oh my God, it was beautiful out there. So it was amazing. Man, that's something we should do. Go on a fucking trip. Yeah. How cool would that be? Yeah, man. If I could go back to, like, Banff, Canada. Oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. <laughs> And there's there's stuff to do there that I didn't really even really get to do, but um, um, like all kind of, anything you know like hiking, skiing, uh, and just being I just love being there and seeing something. I know it sounds weird, but I just like to see mountains, just or just walk around. Like there was this beautiful like frozen over lake with mountains surrounding it, and it was just awesome just to walk around there. I don't know, it was cool. <laughs> I like that. I think it makes sense. And their restaurants are different. Like, every restaurant I went to was... You know how in America they pump food full of all this crap? Yeah. In, in Canada, there was much less of that, if any at all. And I'm curious to see what 
Canadian pizza might be like. <laughs> you, you might need to try some Canadian pizza. <laughs> I had some Canadian pizza. Oh, you did? How was yeah. it? I mean, it tastes like pizza. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a little uh, pizza place right next to the uh, Airbnb that would me and Reese were in for about a week. Yeah. Yeah, me and Reese just randomly took a trip up to Canada. I probably have to wait and see where I'm gonna end up, and if I get transferred to Ohio, it'd be so great. And then, and then one of our longer term goals is I think we do need to do that. I think we need to plan a trip. And it, it'd be great to get Joe if possible as well. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. It would be tricky because he's got the hardcore work schedule and the kid. The only chance we'd have to do it would be in July. Yeah, so there, there's so there's a chance, and then there's uh, there's the reasoning as well. We also need to find a way to like make it make sense to his wife and stuff. And so my reasoning, is, I think I got a way in. Maybe you. I can only visit occasionally, and this, and then like it'd be the first time in a long time we've had a chance to do this, and and yes. you know it's been what ten years, so like first time in ten years we can do something like this, so we need to do it. It's been a long but, fucking time for sure. Man, remember when we went to the Red River Gorge? Yes. My fucking god, I love that. That was such a good time. All we did was, I mean. It, we don't even have to do a lot, but we're just doing something like that. It's just fun. Yeah, just as a group, some bro time. <laughs> Justin and Reese made it great too. Yeah. Oh my god, though. And uh, I always worry about Justin. Like he is the most antisocial person I can imagine. I've yeah. Ever. Unless you're something... hanging out with him, then he's fucking awesome. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense. He's he was. It's hard to get him there, though. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, I need to hit him up sometime. Like, what? Like, I know he's a hermit, doesn't? But yeah, it'd it'd be great to go on a trip or do something if I could ever get back there. Hell yeah. Sooner rather than later would be good. Canada would be tricky because they're going hard to the paint with this whole "you have to have a vaccination card or you are the devil." Yeah, I think at least while the pandemic's still ongoing in those people's minds, I don't think we will be able to go out of the country at least. Yeah. Inter internal travel, I mean, I've done it, so... Yeah, we uh, could probably do another Red River Gorge or maybe... Uh, uh, what's that place? I always forget. I think it's in Kentucky. Pigeon Forge. Yeah. Pigeon Forge would be fun. It's kind of expensive, but it's it's a fun little touristy thing to do. I still plan on buying a cabin down there at some point and just giving it to a management company to deal with. That's that's a way to get some money right there. And then you could use it throughout the year whenever you felt like. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> they aren't super expensive either. They're like right around two hundred thousand. Which, when you think about a giant cabin in like a nice scenic, touristy part of the world, you you would think that would cost a lot more than that. Yeah, and if you do that, you could start your passive income. Hell yeah, that's my main that's goal. Sweet. That's one of my goals. I just don't know. I don't have a 
realistic way to do it, but just the idea of just making money so that you can free up time to do what you want to do, that's the life. Yes. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to start out doing with the uh, mutual, not the mutual funds. I always want to call them mutual funds because I was introduced to dividend paying stocks as if they were all mutual funds. But that's what I'm starting to do with the mutual funds is just have them be a nice little source of passive income until I'm able to get some investment property and then just grow it from there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you had two, maybe three units, you could probably just live off that income. You'd want some savings and backup in case anything happened. Yeah, that's. But at that point, a hundred percent of your income is going back into investments, and everything just grows exponentially. Yeah. Because it's not like the the whole point is it's passive. Like while all that money's accumulating, you're doing whatever the fuck you want. You can still have your job. You can make money doing something else. You can just sit back and collect it passively. That's my dream. That's why I want to retire so that I can get that retirement check and for the rest of my life I'll, that's enough money to pay rent and that's all I need, just rent and food and then I can become an author and that's all I ever have to worry about for the rest of my fucking life is writing my book Hell yes. for me it's not about the amount of money it's just I need enough money to live and then I can pursue my dreams and have total free time yes that's all I need I don't think I ever actually asked you about kids like What's your, what's your goal for that? That is not really a goal, but it's not something that I'm either for or against. I'm totally indifferent about it. I don't know. Um, I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be with somebody right now who says that they do want kids, but I mean, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know how I feel about it, but, um, I'm not against it, not really for it either, but, um... So let's say you go to the doctor tomorrow and they're like, hey, you're completely sterile, you will never have kids. Would you be sad or disappointed or would you just be like, well, well, guess that's a thing? Um, you know, I might be a little sad about it because, uh... It's it's one of those deeper questions. Like it's it's yeah. gonna get really deep here, but let's um, do it. So, I don't really. I I'm basically totally agnostic, and I don't really believe anything. Uh, but I also believe you know agnostic is don't really believe anything, but accept the possibility that. We, re- we just don't know. So anything's possible. Yeah. You, you know, there could, there could be a God. There could not be. Maybe Buddhism is right. Maybe maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. Nobody can prove it. But, and it sucks, though, because, like, if uh, if any one of those is right, and like, I don't know, Muslims, like, if Islam's right, or whatever it might be, then, and then I'm a heretic or whatever, and I'm going to be punished, whatever. So that, that sucks. But, like, I also can't buy into something that is unproven or or whatever and then waste all that time and energy into something that's not real so i guess i'm damned if i do damned if i don't whatever but um all that all that is to say um there's if you go with the atheist belief that there is nothing um which is honestly sadly the most likely that we just exist and then for a temporary amount of time and then we don't anymore the only way you can continue any part of your life is by leaving offspring, 
by by having kids and and bestowing them with memories of you and um you know it's they, they're from you so you're your flesh and blood so there, there's there I, I don't know if the right word is appealing but there's something something that just sounds good about that if that makes sense just the idea of leaving something behind after you're gone Think about um it. somebody that cares about you who had experiences with you and then even though you don't continue they carry on your memory so that it's getting deep and dark and sad but um that's and, and it's not i don't i'm not saying that i want kids for that reason only but if i were to have kids it's nice to know that some part of me would continue if that makes sense yeah you get that um yeah and um but yeah and another part of it is i i i really want to make my partner happy like if if everything is perfect like i'm i'm saying you know think things can go wrong who fucking knows i don't know what can happen tomorrow but if things continue to go well and let's say dreams come true and everything's perfect and i do get to be with my girl and uh she wants to have kids i want to make her happy and it's it's not just uh you know i i feel good when she's happy right so like if she and since i don't have strong feelings either way if it would be nice for her to for that um maybe maybe i'd let that happen i don't know i get you and uh, i could accept that yes it would take time away from what i want to do and i'd have more responsibilities but it wouldn't all be bad i don't think yeah the most important thing for me would be to make my partner happy like I'm happy when she's happy. Oh, yeah. I know I'm getting lovey-dovey, yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, I just, I just really hope that this works. It's, 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 it's really fucking hard though with the pandemic making things difficult in my situation. Yeah, I believe it. That's gotta suck. That's gotta throw a whole bunch of wrenches and a whole bunch of gears. Yeah, it does. But we, I'm still hanging on to hope because. I really like if this one fails I honestly don't know what's going to go on with that part of my life if I'm going to never find anybody <laughs> I know uh, you want to uh, marry me for tax purposes yeah we can do that <laughs> yeah get a little picture frame of us doing a fist bump <laughs> Oh, but uh, I love her. I really do. Everything that she says, and what the way she, like, it's hard to find people that want. Of course, caveat. I don't, I don't know her that well yet. But if if everything she says is true, and I'm, let's just assume that it is, like, it's hard to find somebody that wants that kind of relationship these days. Like everybody's like so feminist and like, you know, independent woman. We can do what we want. Blah blah blah. Um, you know all this crap uh, and I'm like well yeah that's fine but good luck finding a man who wants a feminist I mean that that's not really you're going to make them miserable and there's a lot of miserable relationships out there and I think it's because anyway so my point is I like that she's more traditional she just wants to be a woman wants to, wants to I'm going to sound really bigoted here but this is her words, not mine. She wants to fulfill traditional gender roles. She wants to 
be the wife, be the person who does what is generally considered wife things to do, you know? Like, and I like that. I might sound like a big fucking sexist, but <laughs> whatever. I don't care. I want things to be like that. So, and she wants them to be like that, too. So that's good for me. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like there's anything wrong with that if both people are on the same page. Yeah, exactly. If both people are on the same page, that's the point. Like, um, like if it was against their will, then, yeah, that's yeah. a problem. Absolutely. Yeah, if she's like, I want a career, and you're like, no, get in the kitchen, bitch. Like, there's an issue there. Absolutely. I completely agree. I would never do that. That's why I'm so particular. I'm so picky, and that's part of the reason why I'm not really looking in, the, in where we live anymore is because everybody is just has a different opinion on that these days or i won't say everybody but a lot of people seem to have that opinion these days they're the culture is just so much different here and i don't like it so i'm not going to force anybody here to do what they don't want to do i would never do that so i have to look elsewhere yeah and it's totally fine if they want to yeah but like uh, it's i think it's funny and cute that like she will just give me random recipes she like she won't just say like I'm going to make you this for dinner. She said she will give me the, the ingredient list down to like the exact amount of whatever ingredient you have to put in just like three kilos of this, like one tablespoon of that. And like, you don't need to tell me exactly how you're going to make it. <laughs> it's so funny. Like she, she just has a molar in her head. She just loves to cook. <laughs> I get it. She's taking pride in it. That's how, that's how some people show affection. Yeah. Thinking so. back to the days of people whose grandmas would like make them real special meals for for holidays. That's how they expressed that they cared for somebody. They put time and effort into something like that. Exactly, yeah. But yep, I'm really hoping that works. I think you got a real good shot at it. I think this uh pandemic stuff like we said, it throws some wrenches, but you know, you can use it to your advantage. You can save up more, you can plan more, and get to know each other better. Yeah. Because until you're face-to-face -face with each other and you can't get away from each other, it's you never really know someone, you know? Yeah. Like, you and me but have known each other since fucking elementary school, but I guarantee if we lived together for six months, we'd know a lot more about <laughs> each other than we ever did before. Probably, yeah. It's just, that's um, how it is. But yeah, some, sometimes it's just time as well because, and and then what we do, like doing these doing these things, I think we've we've learned a lot as well. Like there's a lot we talk about that, you know, we we, we ask the deeper questions and talk about the bigger picture stuff sometimes on here, and it's interesting, very cool. I honestly, that's probably my favorite part about doing this. I feel like we should do that more often. Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've changed a lot to where I'm at a point in my life where I can comfortably do that like before if I tried to do this like years ago I would not have been able to at all I would have been uh, probably have shot down the idea and be like ah, I, I can't do this but I'm, I'm trying to be a, a lot more open these days and just come out and say things directly because life is better that way if you just say what you mean and people tell you what you you know uh, the truth just be blunt. Just just say it. Oh, yeah. And you get to know yourself better as well. Because people ask questions or, you know, bring stuff up in ways you might not have thought about before. Exactly, yeah. Not even, like, in a confrontational way. They just ask you something you never thought about. 
Yeah. Like finding out why you wouldn't ever knew. Yeah. It was a lot of factors, but uh, a lot of it, getting out of the neg- negative things was the main, main reason. Like, honestly, it wasn't even for the money or, or there was the schooling that they offer or the retirement. I wasn't actually thinking about the retirement or anything at all. Uh, it was strictly just to get out of there. <laughs> like when they when they briefed us on that, like I'm like, oh yeah, you get you get college money, <laughs> and like oh yeah, there's a retirement plan. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes things happen in life that you just that are just weird. It's like getting your finger broken, you know. Sometimes just good things happen to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny timing, though. That was pretty great. <laughs> Like, I got a PT mask on. That was not intentional. Not at all. <laughs> it was actually the exact opposite. Me trying to get in shape. Yeah. Anyway, this, this, this conversation is going all over the place. It's like, fuck. Hey, this is it's, one of the best ones we've ever had. Yeah, it's a trip. It's <laughs> good. I like this. Well, I'm happy you ended up doing something you want, even if it's not in the place you want to be. Yeah. Things worked out in their own weird way. Yeah. They always seem to. Or they don't. (laughs) They either work out or they fucking don't. (laughs) I think a lot of it is just not being a shitty person. I think if you're a good person, you walk around, people see that, and then naturally want to help you if you have an issue. Yeah. Like the lady who told me about the storage unit job she thinks i would be good in that position she actually enjoyed that job she wouldn't put someone there if they if she thought they were just a piece of shit human being yeah so i think because if you're an asshole people notice you're an asshole and they don't want to associate with you if you're a good person people notice you're a good person and they either take advantage of you or they do genuinely help you out yeah there's a fair amount of people who take advantage or try to but you know you slowly learn over time who those people are and how to identify shit yeah, but if they like want to hook you up with something like the job, like that's cool. My last day's Friday, which means I actually have to go into work tomorrow, and I'm not excited about it. Oh, uh, so you're gonna have to sleep about now, won't you? Eh. It's two days. I can be tired. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Getting a little bit tired starts me down a bad road of sleeping too much or not sleeping enough. I'm pretty good about well, it. My body. It, I can't take naps, but that's the only issue I really have with sleeping. And I really, I really I wish I could take a fucking nap. Oh, me too. Every time I, t- I try to take a nap, I just sleep. And I throw my whole sleep schedule off. I'd even take that. I can't even do that. If I can lay there awake until I get annoyed and get up and do something. Yeah. <sighs> I've tried those, like, melatonin gummies. They help a little bit. But they're not a cure-all. I can't take, like, seven of those and then just go to bed at three in the afternoon, even though I know I have to wake up at two. Yeah, I know the feeling. I'm, like, numb to all supplements. Like, I tried vitamin B12 to wake up. doesn't help at all. And uh, I didn't ever try anything to help me sleep before. Because I tried it. But maybe I might try melatonin. I don't know. But I... Some I, people swear I, by it. Like, working the schedule that I have for this long... Sometimes, you know, you work with everybody else who's got to work at the same schedule, so people take supplements. And, I mean, they did a little bit for me, but they're not a night and day difference. If I'm on a normal person's sleep schedule, I can't take those and then go to sleep at 
7 in the afternoon. But yeah. they do help a little bit. I mean, some people, they work more on than others. It's just body chemistry. You might take them and they'll do nothing, or you might take them and they're just the cure-all. Yeah, and I think it might be psychological, though, because, like, I don't want to sleep a lot. Like, I, I think sleep is a waste of time, and I want to sleep as little as possible. So, like, I guess I'm kind of afraid that the melatonin will maybe make me sleep too much. But I sleep too much on my own anyway, so I'm being hypocritical. I, I don't know. I feel like it's more important just to sleep when it's practical, you know? Yeah. Sleep is extremely important. Like, it is vital to how your body and everything functions. And one of the theories that why some people get Alzheimer's and whatnot, a lot of them are super productive people, or at least they were when they were, you know, in the active stage of their life, but they were, a lot of them were those people that just didn't sleep because they were super industrious. They always had to wake up early and do this and that. And that's a good factor when you get Alzheimer's. Your brain just can't function without that. Yeah, that's a that's a good good point. You I think about any day where you didn't get a whole lot of sleep, or especially if you didn't get a whole lot of sleep a couple of days in a row, you're just super foggy, and just yeah. your brain's not functioning right. It's not good for you. That's another reason why I need to get things back under control, and why moving to Ohio would be fantastic. Because I need to get back in a better state of mind where it's possible for me to sleep properly. Yeah. I think having something to do when you woke up on, like, your days off would be a good way to do that. Man, even when I do that, even when I think about it, I uh, I still have trouble waking up. Like, there are things I want to do on my days off, like write my book. I mean, like, if you were here and we oh, wanted yeah. to do shit, I'd be yeah. up. We could go to the gym or whatever, 7 or 8 in the morning. Exactly. One of these days we'll get you here. Wow! I am Just so happy we wow. started doing these podcasts. Yeah, I mean, they take us down some delightful roads. We get to know each other better. Yeah. They stimulate our mind. They make us more productive. Yeah, I feel I feel that way as well. Yeah. Some of our podcasts aren't quite as you know as deep or insightful as some of the other ones. And sometimes we just spend a lot of time making fun of Indian movies, but. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, just just whatever we feel at the time, wherever the conversation takes us. It's just exactly. natural, natural flow. Exactly. And that's all it really should be. It doesn't need to be anything else. It'd be cool if we did have something planned, like big news to announce or something like it. Oh, I got my book published. I will someday. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's absolutely going to happen at some point. Yeah. I mean, big news, I fucking put in two weeks' notice at a job I hated. <laughs> and I've hated for almost two years and I hated for almost three years before that before I went back to it like an idiot that's a long time to hate it is it's a long fucking time to wake up and hate doing what you're doing and it helped me realize that I will never fucking do that again and that's a big realization I think a lot of people assume that's just how life works. You wake up, you do something you don't want to do to get money to survive. But it doesn't have to be that way. It is completely possible to sustain yourself doing shit you don't hate. It might take some planning, it might take some resources, it might take doing shit you hate for a minute, 
but that shouldn't be your life goal to do shit you hate till you retire that's crazy it's a miserable life but unfortunately i think a lot of people are stuck in that yeah. they don't know any better they don't any action. they're they're afraid of the risk they'd rather like stay in a job they fucking hate their entire life and know they're going to be miserable than take a risk on being happy it's weird different because you know it's not as long you know you're not going to be in there till you're 60 yeah, it's, I mean, it's a goal. It's a short-term, like struggle to get to the long-term success. Yeah, I mean it's it's not exactly short-term. You still got to put in 20 years. I'll be 45, still sooner than 60, which is great, but not. Um, man, I wish it, I wish it was sooner though. But hey, who knows? Maybe Tesla will blow up. Yeah. Or if I get published before then, yeah. um, then like if I if I got my my book published before I retire, I would quit as focus entirely on making the sequels. And that's completely possible. Yeah, depends on how close I was. If I had like two or three more years left, yeah, I'd finish it out. But <laughs> yeah. What age do you have to be to retire there? Uh, you have to put in 20 years of service. So from okay. the day you signed up, and plus 20 years. Gotcha. Okay. That's it's getting there. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'll be on my eighth year. Nice. That's a lot longer than I've ever stayed at a job. I've never been at a place longer than three years. It sounds weird to say that I've been in for that long. It feels like it went by so fucking fast. <laughs> But I had six years out in uh, Washington State. It's crazy. You were there for a minute. Oh, you were there the entire time I was in Oklahoma. Yeah. That was, that was such a shitty decision on so many levels. One of these days we should take a deep dive in on that. That'll be an interesting podcast. Oh, yeah. Life is a journey and sometimes we take the wrong road. Yeah, some sometimes those roads lead to Oklahoma. <laughs> Making some good progress on these clones. I've got about half of them ready to gloss, and then I can use the contrast paint to add the final little element of detail to them. Ah, I need to paint. I have two armies to paint. Rebels and droids. Down. Yeah. I'll I tell you right now, you can paint. List. What was that? Oh, sorry. What were you saying? No, you're good. Go for it. I was just saying, I did narrow down my list so I know exactly what I want to play with. So I need, I know what I can focus on painting first. Nice. <laughs> Noise. Noise. I can tell you exactly how to paint those droids. You could legit paint as many droids as you want inside of like two, three days. Yeah. They are so easy. And uh, I got a surprise for you that for the next time we play. I, I revised one of my lists, and uh, we should play this weekend sometime. I'm down. You know what? Yeah, when you're done with your your job, when you're when you put in your last day, do your last day. Yeah, let's celebrate with a game. Fuck yes. I like it. I think that'll be that'll be good. We can celebrate with a late Legion game Friday night. <laughs> oh. And then I'll probably do something with Vicey on Saturday because with, with all the shit that's been going on I haven't really been able to spend any time with her I've either been trying to hustle with the real estate going to the 
like networking meetings or going to showings or setting up contracts or I've been at jujitsu or I've been working out or I've been at my job or tired as fuck because I had to wake up at 2.30 in the morning to go to my job and then I pass out at 7 and she doesn't get home to like 10 which just fucks everything and then when I'm not doing that I'm trying to get my painting done or I'm just trying to de-stress from all that bullshit so I'm on my game it doesn't make it easier that it's been winter and or now that it's winter and she's been injured so it's not like we've been able to walk around or do anything anyway yeah but I think you got the right idea now you know come Friday you know it's probably a good idea to correct some of that fuck yes I'm looking so forward to doing that so forward to take my life in a direction I want it to go mm-hmm <sighs> excited I'm I'm really excited. It's such a good feeling to finally be done and over with the bullshit. I decided to uh I'm gonna go out with a bang. I'm uh I bought four tubs of popcorn. Just like the Christmas popcorn that's got like cheddar and caramel and whatever the fuck else. I bought four containers of that and I bought eight bags of the Reese Christmas trees. And I'm going uh, to leave that for everybody on my last day. Like half of it for morning shift, half of it for PM shift with a bunch of business yeah. cards and pens and shit. Nice. I know full well I'm not allowed to advertise at work, but guess what I'm going to do? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to leave a fistful of business cards and pens and shit and just gifts for everybody. Hopefully they'll remember me when summer comes. Or spring <laughs> when everyone wants to buy houses be a good time I thought about just like calling off like as soon as I put in my two weeks notice and just use up leave but I feel like this is a better way to do it yeah people remember me and then I might get some some money out of it it'll be a good time Thursday they're supposed to be throwing me a pizza party oh hell yeah yeah Thurs Thursday that's tomorrow so yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Pizza party tomorrow. Leaving Friday. People like you there to throw a pizza party? Yeah. I um, just had it in my head that it was a hellhole. Like, like there was know, nothing good there. It's interesting. The mindset that everybody has is what makes it a hellhole. You just... We're in the middle. We're in the middle between the passengers. We're in the middle between everybody who's higher up. And we just get shit on and underappreciated... And everybody's attitude just gets beaten to death, and everyone's just... Nobody wants to be there at all. Because nobody wants to be there at all, and you're incentivized to do a bad job. It's it's great. If you do anything that's like above and beyond, no one gives a rat's ass, it's just more opportunities for you to fuck something up and get yelled at. Yeah. It's spectacular. So, a prime example, we had... At the, it was at the other airport... It was like a carry-in. People were bringing in all these foods to share with everybody. And one guy brought in uh, sausages that he had made. And when he was bringing them in, he was, like, holding the container wrong, and he got grease all over his shirt. So he was like, crap, I don't have a shirt. Nobody here has one I can I can change into. i got to run back to my house and grab a new one. And they wrote him up. They wrote him up with some sort of write-up that's now on his fucking record because he didn't have a clean uniform. They are that anal. They are that fucking anal. It's like... 
we had more than enough people to cover him to go get a new shirt. If anyone else there had had a shirt, it wouldn't have mattered. If he'd have called in sick that day, nothing bad would have happened to him at all. But it's, it's because he had a stain on his uniform. Because he That's... had a stain on his uniform because he tried to do something nice for people there. That's the kind of yeah. people we work with. And it's just shit like that over and over and over again. And it just, it beats you down. It makes you fucking hate everybody. And on top of that, you have to deal with all the, even the ones who aren't assholes are dumb. Yeah, if you're getting shit on from both directions, like the, the uh, passengers and your management, like yes. there's nothing good. Nothing 100%. Good it's, it's fucking, it's garbage. And you can normally take one or the other. Like, you know, like as long as you have good management, usually then you're all right. You can handle the bad shit from the, the customers or passengers or whatever you're dealing with. But if it's both, then it's then it's not worth it. Yeah. Precisely. They started giving everybody like one to two percent raises because the old system they had was just absurd. And you think about it, and you're not even getting you're not even really covering inflation with the raises they give you. So you're making less and less money every year to deal with worse and worse people. As yeah. the rules get more and more stupid and convoluted, it's just it's a bad environment. It's bad for your mental health it's yeah they're, 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 sometimes they're raised does more harm than good because of how it affects you like I remember at, the, at my previous job like I got a 25 cent raise and I remember being more pissed than anything I'm just like no was it even 25 cents I think it might have been less it might have been 15 cents but it was like something ridiculous and I'm just like you can just fucking keep your 15 cents you don't have to like make me feel like a piece of shit I had that exact same feeling a few times. Most of the time, when I quit a job, it's after they've given me a raise. <laughs> because it's just yeah. such an insulting amount that it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. I remember that's why I quit, because uh, I was there for a year. And they were like, we're going to give you 31 cents. And this other guy who sits next to you on the truck, who does the exact same thing, we're going to give him 45 cents. <laughs> well, you know what? Fuck you. Then I immediately started looking for other places, and he was paying me like $2 more than they would. Yeah. And they did nothing to try to keep me. If they had offered me $2 more, I would have stayed. No, they were just like, all right, bye. All I'm right. Being cheap. Like, shove it up your ass. <laughs> when I left yeah. uh, Oklahoma, it was because they completely screwed me out of a raise or bonus. The old system they used to have was just... I'm the supervisor, I'm going to give raises and bonuses to all of my friends, and everyone else can go fuck themselves. Yeah, that's so stupid. Wow. Yep. So they gave me nothing. But yeah, man, I, I fucking hate how... The, the most important... One of the most important lessons in life, in general, is that it isn't fair. Nothing is fair. Like, if people uh, in positions of power abuse it for that. for To take care of only their friends or family, if it's sometimes family but uh man it's it's just oof nepotism I know that, I know yeah it's and it's one of the hardest things to deal with because there's nothing you can do about it they have the power you don't they get to choose things you don't yep. um there's a little bit of that with um so there's there's some of that but there's ways around it oh I'm so excited to fucking quit I'm so fucking excited I found out uh I got my health insurance figured out. Did I tell you about that? I think you did. Where it's like it covers 
nothing until I hit my deductible and then it covers everything. <laughs> it's a legit like all or nothing plan. It's it's interesting. That is interesting, but is that alright? Like for me I don't really care too much about health insurance. Like Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I mean I really just need it in case something horrible happens and I can't do anything. Which is yeah. what that does. Yeah. Like if I'm in a car accident and I need my leg cut off and I'm in a hospital bed for weeks and then they send me a bill for a million dollars. There's not much I can do about it. But this way, I know the biggest bill I'm getting is 3700 Which would suck, but, you know, I can survive that. Yeah. Just gotta be careful. Hope you don't get that. Man, yeah, that's that's another long, long rant we could have. Like, our, our health system does have problems. <laughs> it does, for sure. It's, yeah, I don't know enough about it to speak with any kind of intelligence, but... Everything is overcosted, though. Like oh, yeah. going to going to the ER, not ER, but what do you call them? Like our urgent cares, um, with a cold, and they're just like, "That'll be three hundred dollars for me to tell you have a cold." I'm like, "But you didn't do anything. You didn't yeah. do shit." And it's not a cold. It's something I wouldn't be here if it was just a cold. Like, nope, you got a cold. Goodbye. Give me three hundred dollars. Yeah, that shit. I went to a like a CVS, like a minute clinic. They cost, the, they cost the exact same as an urgent care. There's no point in all of going to those. Yeah. Yeah, they're just they're just ways to rip you off. Yeah, 100%. It's absolute trash. I figured that out the hard way. Because I'd go to one when I was actually sick, because they said I needed a note, and then they'd be like, all right, that'll be 200 bucks. And they're like, well, I'd rather just get in trouble for not being at work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Like, what the hell? 200, 200 bucks for a dollar's note? Like, yeah, I was making uh, like 300 a week doing that, so it's like, the fuck is the point? There is no point. You just spend everything you would earn on a fucking doctor's note? Fucking bullshit. Yeah. He's absolutely retarded. Uh, yeah. You learn more about the health system that way. It really just fucks over people in the middle. Because, you know, people higher up they got all the health insurance they could ever want. People that don't have anything, they got all the health insurance they could ever want. People in the middle, go fuck yourself. Exactly, right? Yeah, so th it's so funny that it's the polar opposites. Like, we are paying all these taxes for the people under us, the lower lower classes, to get free everything. Yep. And, and then the higher people, they don't fucking know what money is. Yeah, they don't pay taxes at all. They got all their tax well, shelters and this and that so they don't have to pay any of it they're paying all of it we do need a middle ground of some kind like but mm. yeah you hear him saying they're like destroying the middle class and they are that's that's how that's why there's no point in being in the middle when you're getting shit on by everybody right because a lower class is easier to control you, they're more dependent on the government and that's what they want they yeah. want people who will vote for the uh, givers, all the people who want to say, free everything, free college, free health, free blah, 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 free universal income. I can't fucking believe universal income was proposed by somebody. Like, uh, the idea that you just get money for... I, mean, I don't know. It's crazy. They just want they just want you to vote for them and... Yeah, and they'll say you, anything possible for, you know, to make that happen. Do you see there's a great... TikTok video I just saw. There was a crazy dude with a boot on his head who was running for, I think, president.
and somehow he oh, made his guy. way to a fucking press conference. And <laughs> there were there was some dude behind a podium with a mic asking him questions like he was a real candidate. He said, "When you were originally running, one of the things you proposed was a free pony for all American citizens. Is that still something that you believe in?" He said, "Absolutely, one free pony for every American citizen." <laughs> it was amazing. That is amazing. He was dead serious about it with his giant boot. <laughs> and the guy asking the questions was also dead serious about it. Or at least, you know, he was putting on a good show. Yeah. He, he was like giggling he was as he asked him questions. Just exactly what I would have been doing. We should run. We, we should be the first dual candidates. Like, yeah. you gotta vote for both of us. Yes. <laughs> we. <laughs> oh my god. I'd make a good president. I think I would too. I think all the people who don't really want the power would make probably best use of it. But those people will never get the power. Yep. I think that's the downfall of the system. That is why, Maximus, it must be you. The system's downfall is that nobody's following the system anymore, honestly. And that's the real problem. Yeah, like make up their own rules. Yeah. Like, our entire political system is not in the Constitution. Like, as far as, like, political parties go. Like, that whole, th whole thing is, uh, is made up. No Republicans or Democrats or liberals or conservatives in the Constitution at all. Yeah. Actually, something George Washington was completely against. Partisan systems. Yeah. Yeah, as he should be. People are too you, tribalistic. Yeah, I know. I know that like there's a lot of mythology like bestowed on Washington because he was the first president, the first you know big general who saved America and all this stuff. There's a lot of people that try to talk him up, but he really was great. Like he was amazing like he, he was like you said like the people that should be in charge are the people that don't want the power but and he was that way he's just like you know they tried to make washington king did you know that i did not know that yeah so like uh after after uh before the constitution was finalized and all this stuff like they're just like well you're the fucking man you're you're the greatest person ever like so let's make you king king george washington and he said absolutely fucking not we just fucking fought a war against the king are you insane so he he absolutely refused it and it's like no no we're going with the <laughs> you know I thought that was very interesting and he didn't really want to be the first president either but uh, he did it anyway because he wanted to ensure that the country got off on a, on the right right foot. Uh, I like that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So he was he was actually a pretty interesting character. Washington, Washington. Washington. And now I've been to his house. His house is actually just 15 minutes away from me. Nice. He has a badass house. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot smaller than you would think, though. Like, it's actually like the size of a normal house. If not, well, I say normal, but like relatively. <laughs> but like, it's, it's weird because it's got like two other houses connected to it, though. Like, there's, like, these weird, like, 
I don't know what you would call them, but like these things that kind of connect. And like one of, the, and then the other house on one side is more like a room than a house, but it's like his kitchen. His kitchen is <laughs> attached. And then the other one was like, oh, I don't remember what the other one was, but it was something else. But it was it was a really cool house actually. I wonder if they were like servant quarters. Maybe. It's not like you could have like a commute to work, really. You kind of had to live where you worked. Yeah. Washington's house. Who would have thought that I'd be talking about that? <laughs> yeah. So, links. <laughs> we got to throw links out there. Uh, you can find us on Spotify as the only important to us podcast. You can find us on Instagram as the only important to us podcast with underscores instead of spaces. Uh, I have a Facebook page that is the only important to us podcast. I think. I don't know. I haven't been on there in a while. I'm, I'm kind of half-assed on the Facebook page. I did just post about episode 6 on Instagram. So, follow there for more half-assed updates. Game Night Studios, if you're interested in looking at 3D printed terrain or painted minis. Do you have any links you would like to share, Chris? Uh, in the future, I will. Um, once I have my book published and I got that going, I'll have more to say on that. At this time, I will say go watch Attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> That's my link. That's my plug for today. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, we thank you guys for joining us for episode 7. This has been probably one of my favorite episodes, it seems like. I like, I like the deepness. We're going to continue with that deepness. Oh, and we're going to go deeper. Oh, as deep as as deep as they'll let us go. And then a little <laughs> deeper. All right. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Chris. Good night. I love you all. <laughs>